0: If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Working Conversations. This week, we're continuing the theme from last week about motivation. If you recall, last week, I talked about motivation and me being way down there on the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs for a while, clawing my way back up to the top. Well, this time I want to turn the tables and look at motivation as it relates to remote work. There's some interesting research that came out within the last year from Lindsay McGregor and Neil Doshi about keeping remote teams motivated. And so I want to talk about for, for those of you who are supervising a remote team, you can think about using this in your toolkit as a supervisor, as a manager, as a leader. And for those of you who are not in that role, I want you to think about how you can use this in your toolkit for yourself, how to self motivate yourself. So they have been studying, these two have been studying remote work for uh the past decade. And so this research isn't not isn't necessarily something that is just covid driven, although it's particularly timely that it comes out that they their research and they're talking about this research increasingly as the pandemic has gone on. And so one of the uh, things that they found is that there's a number of things that negatively motivate, Remote workers. And now, again, I want to remind you that motivation comes from within. And if you took that, if you took anything away from my uh, podcast last week, it was about that motivation coming from within and me not being able to access it. And it wasn't necessarily because of COVID, it was more because I was moving house. Well, when they, w- when these two researchers looked at remote work, versus people working in an office, they found some differences. But I think these things, especially because we're still in this pandemic, the things that negatively motivate remote workers also are negatively motivating workers who are still in the office environment, because even if you're in the office environment, in many cases, it's almost like you're working remotely because you're social distance from people and there aren't nearly as many people in the office as there used to be in most industries. So let's take a look at the three negative motivators that they found. And let's also talk about how you could proactively manage those, especially if you are finding yourself in a situation where one of those three, or maybe more than one of those three is really negatively impacting your motivation and your ability to get work done. The first one is emotional pressure. And the emotional pressure, you can think of this as the concerns for health and safety for yourself, for your family, for your friends. And so again, these are some of those bottom order needs on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But when you think about how much emotional pressure you have versus the next person? You may find that these are you—you you have very different amounts of emotional pressure building up. Some of us, and I, you know, I've long said throughout this pandemic that it is affecting all of us, but it's impacting each one of us very differently. So we're all in it together, but our individual circumstances vary so much that. And we really need to be cognizant of the fact that we're all experiencing it so differently. So we're all in it together, but we're each experiencing it so differently. So for some of us, we may have uh, experiencing very little emotional pressure related to the pandemic and work from home. We might really enjoy working from home and, and our concerns for health and safety are minimal because we've been masking up and social distancing and now getting the vaccination and so forth. So the, the pandemic and the work from home environment may be showing up more as an inconvenience because we don't get to go to our favorite restaurants and sit down and eat in those restaurants. And we have to wear the mask and so forth. And on In the other, you know, the other extreme end of the spectrum, it could be that individuals have lost family members due to COVID-19 and have, especially if they have any, um, perhaps they've suffered from the disease as well, or perhaps they have... underlying health conditions that would make a case of getting the virus that much more complicating and difficult for them. And so on one end of the spectrum, again, we could have relatively little emotional pressure, almost just an inconvenience. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we could have incredible levels of emotional pressure. So let's talk about if you have some of that emotional pressure, what can you do to help manage that so that it doesn't bring your quality of work down, your quantity of work down and just, you know, take you out of the game altogether because you're so unmotivated by that emotional pressure. If you work for a large organization or large or medium sized organization, there's a really good chance that your company has an or organization has an employee assistance program or Eap and that employee assistance program is part of your benefits package and has things like access to mental health resources, access to counseling, and so forth So if you have an EAP available to you and your emotional pressure is high. I strongly encourage you to check out the resources that are available there and use some of those resources. If an employee assistance program is not available to you, then I would strongly encourage you to find other outlets where you can manage that emotional pressure. Like again, perhaps seeing uh, uh, someone in the mental health field, a counselor, a therapist, working with a coach of some sort, to help you through some of those emotional pressures. And again, if for whatever reason, those resources aren't available to you, then I strongly encourage you to reach out to your family and friends, your circle of trusted people, to get that emotional support that you need to be able to work through it. Now, it's not always something that you're gonna get from other people. Sometimes you're gonna find ways to work through that emotional pressure on your own. And some of those things could be meditation, prayer, yoga, exercise, uh, the kinds of journaling, the kinds of things that get you uh, in a place where you can really process your emotions so that you're not carrying those negative and concerning and disconcerning emotions around with you all the time. because again, when that emotional pressure valve is ter- if, if you're experiencing a lot of emotional pressure, it's gonna be really hard to keep your focus on your work or any creative endeavors or any of the things that you might rather be doing and that and that are going to require you know some creative energy problem solving and the like so fi- again find the access points the outlets that you have available to you to deal with some of that emotional pressure to process those emotions so that they don't get the best of you the second area of negative motivator is economic pressure so this is all about keeping your job paying your rent paying your mortgage Concern for your family's finances, your individual finances, and even a more broad concern for the economy. When we are experiencing that intense economic pressure, again, it really takes us off of our game at work. We're not able to focus on work or perhaps if you've lost your job and what your work is, is finding that next new job. The more economic pressure and strain you feel under, the least like, the less likely you are going to perform well in those job interviews and, and so forth. So you need to find some ways and, and so that economic pressure can bleed over into the emotional pressure that we were just talking about. So making sure that you're finding ways to manage that economic pressure. And again, accessing the resources that are available to you, whether that's unemployment insurance or any other sort of resources that are available within your community, within your school system. If you have kids in school, um, there may be economic uh, food assistance and various other kinds of things like that available to your family or at least to your children. So seek out those things that can help alleviate even temporarily your economic pressure. And sometimes that economic pressure, again, maybe isn't an immediate impact on your family or your personal finances. Maybe it has more to do with your concern for the economy because you know of family and friends who have been economically disadvantaged because of the pandemic. Maybe they've lost their jobs, been furloughed, laid off, and the like, in which case it might not be you're feeling it firsthand, but maybe more like you're feeling it secondhand. And if you're feeling it secondhand, do what you can to help those in need around you. And whether those be people that you immediately know, or whether that is you're contributing to a food bank, or you're contributing to uh, other resources in your community, such that the people who are economically disadvantaged because of the pandemic have more resources available because of your contribution. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. The third area in which the research points that negatively motivates remote workers is simply inertia. Just the complacency, wondering if there's any point in trying, wondering how long this pandemic is actually going to last and just having the not only the pandemic but the process of working from home really drag you down. Now, overwhelmingly I have heard from people throughout this pandemic in, and the work from home situation tell me that they are not as introverted as they thought they were and that they need the experience of being with other people and interacting with other people. And sometimes the Zoom meetings, the Microsoft team meetings, the WebEx meetings just don't cut it. And the, the need to actually interact with other human beings together in the same space is weighing on them and really bringing them down. So if that's you, find ways to interact with other people, find ways to get out into the community and connect. Sometimes even something as simple as going on a socially distanced walk with a neighbor can help move you out of that inertia. Sometimes even going on a walk by yourself, just getting out in nature and getting some fresh air can help move you through that inertia and get your energy and your spirits back up. Again, I think these three negative motivators, the emotional pressure, the economic pressure, and inertia are equally applicable to those who are in the office as for those who are working from home. Although the research points to in a pre-pandemic era that these things more negatively impacted work from home, employees uh, as compared to work in the office employees. But again, this research was done pre-pandemic, but I think it is so applicable during the pandemic and during this extended experiment of work from home that we are all experiencing. All right. So the research also points out some positive motivators. And again, this is from a pre-pandemic time and it, it was focused on work from home Versus work in an office employee is setting. But I think, again, this also is applicable in this pandemic era to both remote work as well as those who may be still. Uh, you know, assigned to work in the office. So the first is a sense of play in the work, or you might think of it as that sense of flow where you forget to eat lunch because you were so interested in the work that you were doing that you forgot to either take your scheduled break or stop for lunch or whatever. So this is when you are problem solving. This is when you are being creative in your work, perhaps when you are finding joy in your work and really, again, engaged in that state of flow. So seek out those positive motivators, not only for yourself, but if you are a person who manages or supervises the work of others, make sure that you are also helping them find that sense of play and that sense of flow in their work. One fun way to do this is just the gamification of work. One of my clients was telling me that, uh, and, and this was a, a client based here in Minnesota where they have their own clients within all 87 counties of Minnesota. And they were playing a game of how long does it take me to serve all 87 counties in the the work? Because their work was rather rote and routine. And so they were playing a game of how long does it take? To, to serve all 87 counties and keeping track and kind of keeping score and making it more fun. So if there's any way that you can gamify your work like that or do something else to insert some creativity and some playfulness in it, that can really help as a positive motivator. So seek those out. And again, if you're managing and supervising the work of others, help your employees find ways to tap into them. And again, sometimes it can just be as playful and as silly as sending your, your team, some fun emojis or, you know, something, something fun in the, in, in your, um, collaboration, you know, your work collaboration tool, whether that be Microsoft Teams or, uh, Jabber or whatever it is you're using. All right. The second positive motivator to seek out is purpose. And that is providing visibility into the team's broader impact or thinking about the broader impact that your specific work has. Now, if you are very customer facing in your role, then it's probably pretty obvious to you what your specific purpose is and what your impact is to your customers. But if you are a little bit more far removed, even just one or two steps downstream from that customer facing role, you may need to be more intentional about connecting to that purpose because the more you connect to the purpose of the work that you are doing and how it impacts the people that you serve, the more likely you are going to stay positively motivated because you're going to realize that whatever it is that you're, you know, whatever product or service you're delivering to your customers really does matter and makes a difference in their lives. Then that purpose will help drive your motivation and your positive motivation to stay engaged in your work and to stay connected to your work. Now, for those of you who are supervisors and managers, again, this is a great opportunity for you to be making those explicit connections for your employees, especially the ones who are not customer-facing and whose work is a bit more upstream or downstream from that customer-facing role, just to make sure that they remember that purpose and that their role is critical in helping those who are customer-facing serve the customers that, you, uh, that your products and services support. And then the third positive motivator for remote employees, and again, this is absolutely true for those who are working in an office as well in this pandemic era, is what is your potential and finding ways to continue to grow and maximize your potential. So this has everything to do with, you know, finding a mentor or staying connected with a mentor for those of you who have mentors. It also has to do with having stronger relationships with your Manager or supervisors, so that they can help you maximize your potential through coaching and their own stewardship in the organization as, you know, in being a good leader. And then also doing things like professional development, whether that's listening to a podcast like this or taking a training class that your organization maybe has uh, available to you or just signing up for something on your own, for your own personal and professional development outside of work, say an online class or something like that. Again, these have everything to do with if you work in an office or if you're working remotely, but the research that this comes from, comes from pre-pandemic era where researchers were looking at the differences between people working remotely versus working in an office. And these three things, seeking out play, purpose, and potential really did help maximize people's positive motivation. That is that intrinsic nature to want to bring your best to your work. And when you are bringing your best to your work, you tend to stay engaged in your work, you enjoy your work more, and it is uh, just kind of an all-around better experience for you when you are positively motivated. So that's some of the research that's out there on positive and negative motivators And again, related to remote work versus in-person work in a pre-pandemic era, but so, so, so very applicable to uh, work for all of us, whether we are working in an office or working remotely in this pandemic era. So I strongly encourage you to capitalize on some of those positive motivators as you step into the week ahead. And also for those of you who are experiencing extremely high pressure in the emotional pressure, the economic pressure, or that inertia that you seek out some resources to help you proactively manage that so that it's not getting the best of you and impacting not only your quality of work, but your quality of life. So find the resources that are available to you, make the resources available to you, seek them out, do whatever you need to do in order to best manage some of those negative impacts of the current world that we're in so that you can bring your very best, not only to your work, but really, really to your whole, whole life. So I encourage you again, use these ideas to really maximize the positive motivators and effectively manage those negative motivators so that you can bring your best to your work and your whole entire life. All right. I will catch you back here. Same place, same time next week. Take good care. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.